0: Come on, let's continue to lift up the name of the Lord. Come on, continue to lift the name of the Lord. He is worthy. Come on, lift him up, lift him up. Lift him up on high, worthy. Great is thy faithfulness. If the Lord's been faithful, come on and bless his name. this morning. If the Lord's been faithful, come on. Great is thy faithfulness. Oh God, we give you. certainly honor the presence of the Lord in this place this morning. Honor to the founders. Pastor Emeritus, Pastor Long, God bless you. Mother Long, God bless you. To your great pastor of three years. Come on, let's give it up for Pastor Long. Come on, let's honor God. Honor God for the work that he continues to do for the kingdom of God. We certainly honor the presence of the Lord. Quickly, I'm going to go to the word of the Lord. I feel like I have a message for somebody. I feel like I have a federal express package from heaven for somebody. We're going to go to first Kings 18. First Kings 18. Great is the faithfulness of God. First Kings 18. Why are you looking for that? Uh, I wrote a book. Uh, I taught about it a little bit yesterday, called Hardcore. And I have some in the back that I'll be uh, uh, giving to you. Uh, the, we are—they do—they're on sale. So I'll be happy to sign your book, take your pictures. Based off of the book, I'm, I'm starting my own first leadership forum. Uh, my first event is in January on the 29th. Uh, thank God for that. Thank God for that. It's going to be an incredible thing for leaders from all walks of life, from corporate entrepreneurs, especially special uh, panels of ladies um, uh, who are, have a corporate and entrepreneur background. And I think it's going to really be a blessing. You can go to my website, antarmuhammad.com, or you can follow me on Instagram at antarfm As well, to get more information, I want to give it up for the love of my life. Ms. Leslie Bowes. Oh Lord. And Elijah said unto the prophets of Baal, choose you one bullock for yourselves and dress it first. For ye are many, and call on the name of your God and put no fire under. And they took the bullock which was given them and they dressed it and called on the name of Baal from morning unto noon saying, O Baal, hear us. Hear us. But There was no voice nor any that answered. And they leaped upon the altar which was made and said and it came to pass at noon that Elijah marked them and, cry, and said, Cry aloud, for he is a God. Either he is talking, or he's pursuing, or he is in a journey, or he is uh, peradventure, he sleepeth and must be awake. And they cried aloud and cut themselves after their manner with knives and lances, till the blood gushed out of them. And it came to pass when midday was past. And they prophesied until the time of the offering of the evening sacrifice that there was neither voice, nor any answer, nor any that regarded. And Elijah said unto all the people, Come unto me. And the people came near unto him, and he repaired the altar of the Lord that was broken down. And Elijah took 12 stones according to the number of the tribes of the sons of Jacob, unto whom the word of the Lord came saying, Israel shall be thy name. And with the stones he built an altar in the name of the Lord. And he made a trench about the altar as great as would contain two measures of seed. And he put the wood in order and cut the bullets in pieces and lay him on the wood and said fill four barrels with water and pour it on the burnt sacrifice and on the wood and he said do it a second time and he did it a second time and he said do it a third time and he did it the third time and the water ran about the altar and he filled the trench also with water and it came to pass the time of the offering of the evening sacrifice, that Elijah the prophet stood near and said, Lord God of Abraham, Isaac, and Israel, let it be known this day that thou art God in Israel, and I am thy servant, and that I have done these things at thy word. Hear me, O Lord. Hear me, that thy people may know that thou art the Lord God, and thou hast turned their heart back again. Then the fire of the Lord fell and consumed the burnt sacrifice, and the wood, and the stone, and the dust and lit up the water that was in the trench. And when all the people saw it, they fell on their faces, and they said, The Lord, He is the God. The Lord, He is the God. And Elijah said unto them, Take the prophets of Baal. Let not one of them escape. And they took them. And Elijah brought them down, to the brook Kishron and slew them there. I know that was a lot of reading. Third anniversary. Your pastor called me, said, I want you to come down and I want you to minister at my third anniversary. This is February. Almost instantaneously, pastor. When he hung up, the Lord reminded me of this story. And he said, I want you to go to this service because somebody in this room, this pastor, is a fire starter. That's what I'm going to talk about. You are a fire starter. You'll want to be online you're a fire starter. Let's pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord, we surrender to you. We surrender to your will and to your way. Have your way this morning, Lord. We thank you, Lord, for your grace and for your mercy. Now, Father, somebody came in here needing a word from you. Lord, don't let one escape without feeling a touch from you, Lord. Don't let one get out, God, without filling your presence. Don't let one person who's tuning in, watching, Lord, log off without filling your presence, Lord. Today, touch in the name of Jesus. We give you the glory. We give you the honor and the praise. In Jesus' name, amen. You may be seated. Fire starter. Fire starter. So, I grew up, I know many of you are wondering, you see the name Muhammad, I'm not a Muslim, contrary to popular belief, but I grew up with a father uh, who was a Muslim. When I was born, he was he converted to Islam for a few years, uh, and he and my mother married, and at that time, they lived with my great-grandmother, and she refused to allow him to raise me anywhere demanded that she, uh, that he would take me to church with her. And every weekend when I went to, when my mother and father divorced and I would go to uh, my father's house, she demanded that my father drop me off at church. Now, the church that we went to, it was an old school holiness church. Holiness Holiness or hell—it ain't no other choice. I mean, you—you you get right or get left. That—that's—that was the upbringing. You know, it was old school. No makeup. No—no no pants. You couldn't play sports. It was sacrilegious to think about anything but church on Sunday. Holiness, church. Call out that devil. Cancer rebuking. Fire baptized. Holy Ghost filled. Holiness, church. So then I get up in in years and and start going to church with my mother in my teenage years. And my great grandmother started getting sickly, didn't go as much. My mother went to a Baptist church. So for many years I went to the Baptist church. And guide me over, thy great Jehovah. Fill us, Lord, with your precious blood. You gotta you gotta be old school Baptist to know what I'm talking about. Communion, the first Sunday. All white, that's old school Baptists. The choir marched in with the robes, Baptists. So then I did that for many years. The deacons would get on the front row, devotion time and bend on one knee and pray, Father God, we humbly come to you, as humble as we know how. So then after a few years, I strayed away from the Lord. I will say that. Then came back to myself, like the prodigal son, came to the knowledge, to the Lord, found the potter's house, a non-denominational church, where we do a little bit of this, a little bit of that, what I like to call a gumbo kind of worship, because it's just a mixture of both of them. So, So, I say that to say, whatever your background is, whatever style you like, I can flow with you. I know how. To flow with you, I can go with you, right? I learned in all of those different worlds, everybody had their own varying approach to how they called on God. In the holiness church, they didn't believe God heard you unless you said it several times. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus g g Jesus, 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 Jesus Jesus, Jesus Oh, in the name of Jesus G-G-G-G-G G-G-G. He don't normally answer until about 11, 30, 12 o'clock g Jesus That was the Holy Church The Baptist Church, they didn't believe that he really answered Unless you said it real slow Father I I stretch. They drag. They strung it out way long. So I know how to do both of them. But the reality is, in both cases, any scenario, it was interesting because everyone had their own different approaches and styles. But it took me growing up to realize that having a true relationship is so personal that God can hear me no matter which way I needed to go. And it took me learning and growing up and coming into myself to realize that it doesn't mean that either way is wrong, but that God can hear me. And that God loves me and that God will accept me and that I didn't have did not have to be tied in to a certain way yeah. Yeah. now I can do church we can do church whatever, whatever you, way you want to do Pastor, Just tell me let's do church And depends on what you say on your version of church I can go with you yeah. and anybody can do church yeah. after a while you learn the patterns right. of church but this thing called adulting has showed us, showed me how to do life. And that's different. How to walk with God. Have a legitimate walk of faith. It's different than what you do in church. Because church lasts a few minutes, a couple of hours. And then you got to go home. Of life. Then you got to go home and it's you by yourself and you've got to sometimes be able to talk and call on God without anybody else around. The pastor's not answering. Mother's not away not around. The deacon board, nobody's there to call, to help you. You can't get a line in through on the prayer request line and so you have got to know how to talk to God for yourself and be good with knowing that God hears your voice. You've got to know that. That God hears you. That God knows your voice. That God loves you. That he cares about you. He cares about the things you care about. You have got to know that. See, it's important for you to know that because in a few moments later this evening, we won't be around, it'll just be you and your thoughts, and you have got to be confident in that. You've got to know that God hears me. Now, after you've done this thing called adulting in life a little while, and you've walked by faith for a little while, you should be able to start recognizing the patterns of the enemy. Because Satan really has no new tricks. He has no new tricks. He only has three things that he can really try you with. The lust of the eyes, the lust of the flesh, and the pride of life. It's only three. Lust of the eyes, lust of the flesh, pride of life. So within those three categories, he's gonna try you in different ways, but it's gonna be the same thing. Okay. So after a while, now if you're a baby in Christ, you're new, you're just now coming back into the faith, or you're just now coming into the faith, you don't understand it because you think he's still he's trying something new. But it's not new. It's the same thing. As old folks say, it's nothing new under the sun. And so, in recognizing that, you can recognize when he's trying to do something. And you should know, after a while, that the enemy not, is not really fighting you in whatever he's fighting you with. He's meaning, he may be, you say, well, the devil is fighting my car. He don't need your car. The devil is fighting me at work. He don't clock in. The devil is fighting me at my house. He doesn't have, he doesn't need your house. It's within those three categories. He's trying to get you. The reality is the real test, the real thing the enemy is trying to fight you about and trying to convince you of is your knowledge of God. He's trying to convince you that God is not going to answer you this time like he did before. He's trying to convince you that God doesn't care about you as much as you thought he did. He cannot fight God. He cannot fight your salvation. He cannot fight your joy. He cannot fight your Holy Ghost. He is only trying to fight your knowledge against God. What you know about God. And sometimes, if we're honest, sometimes we all question what we know. Sometimes we like God, like, okay, I've seen you do it before, But seem like now you're just taking a little while longer than you did last time. Now, I'm not just, you know, I'm not trying to be an ungrateful child. But seeming like you would speed this thing up just a little bit. Just a little bit. And then, while you're trying to figure one thing out, something else at the same time happens. So now you're trying to figure out, okay, Lord, now that's that's two things I got right now, and I'm trying to fight. And then all of a sudden you're going along, Pastor, and something else happens. And now the list of things you need fixed seems like they keep growing. And you say, Lord, seems like you see. Seems like you know I'm here. Seems like you hear my voice. I heard what David say. He cried and the Lord answered him. And I'm crying, but it seems like I hear nothing. I'm crying and seems like, Lord, you're not saying anything. The Lord had a word for you. He has a word for you this morning. Elijah the time of this this uh, text young man grew up in the church he grew up in the faith of studying Moses and studying the prophets of God he grew up knowing God and at the time Elijah came along we have to go back a little bit because before Elijah is after Solomon had died and after Solomon had died, the twelve tribes of Israel were now divided into two nations: the popular one, the populous, and the talented Jeroboam became king over ten tribes in the north. Right? And uh, a an insolent son of Solomon, Rehoboam, he became king over two tribes in the south. Now, both kings were evil in the eye of the Lord. And history shows that Jeroboam ruled over the 10 tribes for about 20 years before he was killed and he was slaughtered and his whole family was slaughtered. And God had warned him. I'm going somewhere, watch this. After about 35 years, after Jeroboam was killed, a worse king had come up, Ahab. Ahab had come up and Ahab was evil in the eye of the Lord. Ahab was the most evil king in the eye of the Lord. So this after Solomon had died. Now Solomon believed God and Solomon fell into sin. He stopped believing God. He got caught up with the wrong people. And, and so things like things were just getting worse yeah. for the people of God. Because now people were not believing God as they once were and now all of these wicked kings had come up first one wicked king then another wicked king they seemingly had gotten worse and worse with each kingdom they had become more and more evil and the bible says that Ahab was the most evil in the lord's eye Ahab was so bad that he wasn't just so bad but he got caught up with the woman his wife named Jezebel Uh now Jezebel was he now so if you've been around church for a little while you know the story of Jezebel Jezebel that's how you say Jezebel Jezebel if you've been around church a little while you hear somebody with a particular reputation she got a Jezebel spirit I don't care where you're from Jezebel that's how they say it Jezebel You got to say it like that, it don't sound right. Jezebel. So when Elijah steps on the scene and he prophesies to Ahab that there's not going to be any rain until I say so. That's not going to be any rain until I say so. Ahab basically laughed in the face of Elijah because of his age, because he was a young man prophesied it, being used of God, Ahab laughed at him and mocked him. And the word of the Lord says that Ahab, that Elijah was was led down to the brook Cherim and he was commanded by the ravens to feed there and the Lord sustained him there. And later on he went to the widow's house of Zarephath And the Lord sustained them there. The widow was getting ready to die. She was getting ready to take her. You know the story. she She was getting ready to die. Take her last bit of meal. And make a cake for her and her son. And eat it and die. And the prophet said. If you make a cake for me first. You'll never run dry. Can we just take a moment. And thank God for sustaining us. The Bible says that her meal barrel. Never ran dry. Because she obeyed the word of the Lord. Now you may not have every single thing you want. You may not have money overflowing. But I thank God for sustaining me. I thank God for sustaining me. Don't be so busy trying to complain about what you don't have. That you miss the opportunity to celebrate and be thankful for what you do have. I may not have the car I want, but I'm getting around. I may not have the job I want, but I got a job. I may not have the relationship that I want, but I got somebody in my life that loves me. I thank God. It may not be a mansion. It may be a one-bedroom apartment, but I thank God for sustaining me, and I'm going to bless you in this one-bedroom apartment, and I'm going to fix it up and make it a, make this house a home. I thank God for sustaining me. Don't become so, so eager to get something greater that you lose sight of what you have. Thank you, Lord, for sustaining me. Thank you, Lord, for keeping my mind. Thank you, Lord, for keeping my family through a pandemic, Lord. Thank you. Lord for keeping me Lord I didn't know how I was going to make it I wish I had more but you showed me how to do more with less you showed me how to be grateful on this level before you take me to another level thank you Lord for sustaining me come on let's give the Lord a thank you praise for sustaining us sustaining us thank you Lord you sustained me when everybody else around me would die you sustained me I give you glory. Thank you, Jesus. The widow Zarephath, after Elijah had, had done that miracle and her meal barrel never ran dry, the Bible says that her son died. And she went up to him and said, went up to Elijah and said, what did I do to you? What evil have you brought on my house? What did I do? Did you remember my sins that, that you came in here prophesying to me and my son died? And they, uh, Elijah took the boy, and went and laid on the boy, and called out to God, and say, Lord, give him back life. And somebody in this room, you came in and you said, Lord, I thought things were gonna get better, and seemed like they got worse. I want to tell somebody in this room that get ready. Something that has been dead is getting ready to be restored. You're watching me online. Something that god God is getting ready to resurrect it. Some relationship, some area in your life that you saw death, God is getting ready to restore it. God is getting ready to revive it. The Bible says that when Elijah laid on the boy and cried out to God three times, the boy <coughs> he coughed. Oh, I don't know what's going, what's dead in your. I know you're scared of people coughing now because of Corona, but God told me to tell you, look for dead areas because those dead areas are about to they're about to cough again. God is getting ready to restore every dead thing in your life. Give God a praise for restoration. Give God a praise for things coming back up again. It was dead, but it's coming back. My money was down, but it's coming back. My relationship was down, but it's coming back. My children are acting funny, but they Off oh, again, hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. So now, after three years of no rain, three years of the word of the prophet coming to pass, three years, three years, three years of the prophet's word coming to pass, that there will be no rain. Three years, God told Elijah to go to Ahab and show yourself to him. Show yourself to him. Stop running from this thing and confront this thing. No more hiding. Somebody in this room, there's something you've been running from. But the Lord told me to tell you this Sunday morning, it's time for you to confront it no more hiding. The thing that you have not been looking at for the last few years, God said, walk right up to it and tell them, I am here. I'm not running anymore. I'm not hiding anymore. I am here. I'm going to call the creditors in the morning. I'm here. What's the bill? What do I owe? I'm going to call somebody who I haven't talked to and confront it. Let's get this thing out of the way. I love you too much to die with unsettled business. Let's settle this business. Let's confront it. So Elijah called for Obadiah who worked in Ahab's house and now Ahab he called for Elijah. Elijah called for Obadiah. Obadiah said now I go back to Ahab and I tell him that you are here and you are not. He's going to kill me because he's been sending people out to look for you. And if I go back and I tell him that you are here and you are not here, he's going to kill me. So you have got to swear that you are here because they've been killing the prophets of God. Jezebel have been beheading the prophets of God. So don't make me don't set me up to lose. So if you're going to be here, be right here. I don't know who this is for, but the devil has been sending people to look for you. But God has hid you. Oh, he hid you in the secret place of his tabernacle. The devil sent every imp he had. The devil sent everything he had after you. But the devil couldn't find you. He got frustrated. He got irritated and said, I thought I told you to kill that boy. And his angels had to come back and say, I couldn't find him. That's because God had you hidden in plain sight. The devil couldn't even see. But now this Sunday morning, the Lord, told me to tell you tell that devil I'm right here I'm not going nowhere I'm right here I'm not gonna run again I am right here so so Ahab comes down to meet Elijah and Elijah said now I'm telling you what I told you it wasn't gonna rain but now I want you to gather the people cause we about to have a showdown because I'm sick of y'all running rampant. I'm sick of it. I'm sick of the devil running rampant in my family. I'm sick of the devil running rampant at my job. I'm sick of the devil running rampant in my city. We about to have a showdown. So now I'm going to tell you, call all your prophets. Call everybody that supports you. Call all the people that's been watching. that been waiting on my demise. Call them all around And choose you this day. Why you keep running between opinions. Choose you this day. If Baal is your God, serve him. But if God is your God, serve him. And he said, call them all down. So he called them down. And he said, all right, this is what we're going to do. He said, set up. Set up this altar. Okay. Set it up. The Bible says that it was four hundred and fifty prophets of Baal plus four hundred other servants, eight hundred and fifty. Now I want you to I want I want you to see this. Let them therefore give two bullocks, and let them choose two bullocks for themselves and cut it into pieces, and let them choose one bullock for themselves, cut it into pieces, and lay it on the wood and put no fire under it, and I will dress the other bullock and lay it on the wood. That put no fire on it. And ye gonna call on the name of your gods. And I will call on the name of the Lord. I want you to look at how how strategic and how detailed your God is. And he didn't just say, I want you to just set up an altar. He told them specifically what to do. He said, I'm not going to just deliver you. I'm going to deliver you specifically in that area that you are too ashamed to bring up to me. I'm going to do a certain work in your life. I'm not going to just bless you. I'm not going to just bring you out. I'm going to do a certain work in your life. And he said, the prophets, they got to, they set it up and they got to cry on to Baal. Baal, hear me. Hear us, Lord. Hear me. Here, here we are, and the Bible says nothing happened. Elijah got to mocking him and said he must be sleeper. Maybe he went on a journey. I mean, he God. What you've been serving, what you've been running after is God. So surely it'll answer you. You've been going around and around wondering why you're not getting no answer because you keep calling on a dead thing. You keep calling on a thing that doesn't exist. You keep putting all of your strength and efforts in things that do not give a feedback. So you keep wondering why you're having no no return is because you keep calling on something that is dead and it's something a figment of your imagination to make you believe that it is better than the God that you serve. So, all they did all of that all day long and all day long. And somebody, you've been fighting all day long. You've been fighting for years and years and years, getting no return, fighting with people, going back and forth re- to relationships that yield no return, going back and forth to situations that yield no return, and wondering why nothing is happening. But then it was Elijah's turn. It was Elijah's turn, and the Bible said he repaired the altar that was broken down and the Lord said I am going to deliver you but there's some work that you are going to have to do I am going to deliver you but there's some things that you are going to have to do in your deliverance there are some areas you are going to have to repair I am going to restore that relationship but you may have to apologize I am going to restore your credit, but you're going to have to make the phone calls. I am going to give you the job, but you have got to fill out that application, and you have got to fix your resume. I am not just going to do this thing for you. There is some work that you are going to have to do. So he repaired the altar that was torn down. He repaired the altar that was torn down. And he used the stones to repair the altar, and he honored the Lord. And he dug a ditch around the altar. And the the Bible says it was wide enough and deep enough to hold four gallons of water. And Elijah put the wood on the altar. And he cut the bull into pieces and laid the pieces on the wood. And he filled the water, he filled the jars with water and poured them on the meat and the wood. The Bible says Elijah said, do it again. Do it again. Do it again. And somebody in this room, you feel like, Lord, what's going on? Because I feel like you're about to bless me. But I keep feeling like something keeps happening again. You feel like, Lord, I'm trying to believe you. But it looks like something else is happening again. And it feels like every time I get up, something happens again. And it feels like I keep going down further and further. And I'm trying to believe you. And I built this altar. But every time I try to believe you, another bucket of water is poured on it. And, Lord, it's getting wetter and wetter. It's getting worse and worse. I'm crying more and more. Lord, when are you gonna heal me? Lord, when are you gonna deliver me? Seems like things are going down. Seems like things are getting worse. Now I'm running out of people to call because at first I had people to call who would understand but now they're going to tell me I'm cursed because it got to be something wrong with you because God would have delivered you by now but it seems like something is happening because it's getting worse and worse and wetter and wetter but I came to tell you that it seemed like it's getting worse it's really a setup god is setting it up for your deliverance god told the angels pour more water around that girl she ain't ready yet. Pour more water around that boy. I ain't yet done yet. Pour more water around that altar. Pour more problems on him. Pour more problems on them because I'm getting ready to deliver them in such a way. Pour more water on them. And the Lord told me to tell you it's just been a setup. You've been set up by the Holy Ghost. You've been set up. You've been set up. I came to tell you I came to prove to you your God is a dramatic God. Your God likes to show off. Your God don't like to do things quiet. When he delivered the children of Israel, he didn't just bring them out quietly. He opened up a sea, a red sea that was in front of them. Your God is a dramatic God. He said, before I do it, I'm gonna make sure I got all of your attention, all of your haters' attention. Said before I deliver you, I want to make sure that they know that you've been dead four days, Lazarus. Before I bring you out of that grave, I want you so dead nobody can get the credit. But he said, I'ma wait. I'ma wait a few more days. He said, I'ma set a table before you in the presence of your enemies. If you don't have no enemies, that means it ain't time to eat yet. But if you got enemies, get ready. God is about to fill you. If you got enemies get ready. Stop crying over your enemies. Your enemies are a setup. Stop crying because God sent people in your life to terrorize you. That's just God setting it up for your deliverance. Stop crying because people are coming against you. Stop crying. It's been getting worse but God is a dramatic God. He set it all up. He set it up for his glory. So Bible says that at the time when, when Elijah called all the people around and he had the altar ready, he got everybody's attention and he said, now I got your attention. Let me call on my name of the Lord, the God that you walked away from, the God you thought wasn't going to answer, the God you thought wasn't going to deliver you, the God you thought wasn't going to come in, the God you said your family told you it was too why are you going to church every Sunday God ain't answering you yet he ain't going to answer you why are you going to church what's the point of you believing God what's the point of you sowing ain't nothing happened yet you need to put that money somewhere else why you keep taking them kids to church seem like they getting worse but the Lord told me to tell you he's been setting you up he waited till everybody had your attention right now all the prophets are standing around and they're wondering. They said it's 850 of us and this one guy and you feeling like it's all this stuff around me and it's just me, Lord. It's all these people coming against me and it's just me, Lord. It's all this stuff coming against me, Lord, and it's just me, Lord. All these bills are coming in red and it's just me, Lord. All these people are coming against me, Lord, and it's just me, Lord. I can't get a good job, Lord. And it's just me, Lord. I'm turning application, but it's just me, Lord. Why all this stuff gets me, Lord? I'm trying my best to serve you. I'm trying my best to follow you. I'm trying my best not to give up. I'm trying my best to keep my hope. I'm trying my best, Lord. I'm smiling, but I'm angry. I'm smiling, Lord, but I'm depressed. I'm smiling, but crying. Thank you for letting me wear a mask, because they can't see how depressed I am. Thank you for letting me see wear this mask, because they can't see how upset I am. I'm crying, and I'm lying. If you ask me how I'm doing. I say I'm fine, but I'm lying to you. I don't feel that good. I don't feel like being here. I don't feel like saying hello. I feel like going, laying in a ball in my closet. Why would you let all this stuff come against me, Lord? I don't have no good relationship. My family turned against me. My friends turned against me. Why, Lord? Why, Lord, would all this stuff be happening? My kids acting crazy. i supposed to be their daddy. i supposed to be their mama. Now they act like I'm a stranger on the street. Why? Why, Lord? Why is all this stuff coming against me? And the Lord said, now, now, now we got everybody's attention. Now we got everybody's attention. Now everybody looking. Where's your God? You said God was going to deliver you. You said God was going to set you free. You said God was going to bring you out. Now everybody's standing around and watching. And the Bible says the fire fell. I came to tell you, everywhere you see lack, the Lord told me to tell you, you are called to be a fire starter. Fire, 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 fire in your child on your house, fire, fire, fire in your family, fire in your ministry, fire, 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 burn it up, God said he's going to I'm gonna burn up every lying spirit. I'm gonna burn up every spirit of depression, every spirit of suicide. I'm gonna burn it up. Burn, burn it up. The fire, the fire is falling. Lift your hands, open your mouth. The Falling. fire is falling fire fire starter fire starter fire starter fire starter in your house in your ministry in your marriage fire 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 I dare you to call fire. I dare you to call fire. The Lord told me to tell you, everywhere and everything that's been coming against you, line it up like they lined it up on the altar. Line it up like they lined it up on the altar. Line it up and set it up, put it in your mind. Everything that's been coming against you, get it on your mind. You, everything that's been haunting you at night, everything that's been telling you you won't get to where God called you to be, everything that's been laughing at you, every voice, every dead person who never believed in you, every voice, of every daddy who walked out on you, every voice, of every mama who told you you'll never be nothing. Get it in your mind, get it in your mind, every lying spirit, every that told you you'll never be nothing. Get it in your mind. Get it in your mind. Get it in your mind. Now on the count of three, on the count of three, we're going to scream fire and the fire's going to fall. Do you got it on your mind? Because the Lord said, if I preach this word, somebody's going to be delivered. If I preach this word, somebody's going to be set free. Are you ready? On the count of three, one, Get it on your mind. Get it. Get it. Two. Get it on your mind. Three. Fire. Burn it up. 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 Wait, 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 wait. That's wait. So a long wait. Wait. Wait, wait, because I got to show you this, I got to show you this, wait a minute, I got to show you this, I got to, I got to show you this, oh wait, 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 wait. In verse 38, the Bible says, the fire fell and consumed the burnt sacrifice and the wood and the stone and the dust and up the water. I was on the plane and I saw it and I said, Lord, how do you lick up dust? Why did you lick up dust? Why did you mention you licked up dust? Because I wanted to burn every semblance that was ever in your face. I want to burn up every piece of particle that ever lied to you. I want to burn up everything that ever came against you. I don't want it to be no memories in the air. So when the fire fell, says that not only was the wood consumed, but the dust, the particles, the anath, everything, every piece of matter, every piece of memory. God said, I'm going to burn Anybody else, you will never be like anybody else. That's why you don't feel like anybody else. Because I didn't call you to just be a pastor, I call you to be a fire starter. I call you to call fire down on everything that's plaguing our church, everything that's plaguing our community. He said, I called you not to be a pastor but a fire starter. Fire is gonna fall in a new way. You won't even be able to think like you used to, you won't speak like you used to. Fresh ideals, fresh revelation, everything that's gonna look new. God said, I'm calling you to be a fire starter. Everywhere you see an issue, God said, You're gonna call fire down, and I'm gonna burn it up. I'm gonna Oh, fire started fire started, fire started. 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 Fire. The fire of the Lord. The glory 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 of the Lord is going to fall. The glory of the Lord going to follow the baby. The glory of the Lord is going to fall. It's going to fall in your house. The glory of the Lord is going to fall. The glory of the Lord is going to fall on you. If you receive this word, God is burning some stuff up in your life. God is going to burn it. I want you to see. I asked for that song. Let me have that song. I this is what I want you to see. This is what I want you to see. Open your mouth. I want you to lift your hands. God is doing something in this room. He's doing something to you. This is what I want you to understand. The fire that fell was never about the enemies. God is showing you what you have inside of you. God is showing you if you use the voice I gave you, no enemy will be able to stand in your way. If you use the voice I gave you, everywhere the enemy has came against you, you have the authority to call fire down. You have the authority, you have the authority You don't have to be plagued anymore. You don't have to be worried anymore. You don't have to hurt anymore. I'm calling fire down. And I'm using you, little old you, I'm using you to call fire down. Burn it up. God's going to burn it up. God's going to burn it up so it, it never looked like there was anything there. God's going to heal you so it's going to look like you've never been through that. God's going to fix your heart so people are not going to even be able to tell it was ever broken. God said, I'm going to fix you so. You will never look like what you've been through. People are not even going to believe it. You're going to have to show pictures. You're going to have to have somebody that knew you back then to give an account. God said, I'm going to burn it all up. I'm going to burn it up. Because I'm sick of watching you go through it. The devil's been telling you God ain't gonna come. The devil's been saying God don't care. The devil's been saying God is God don't care about you like that. You keep going to God, and God don't care about you like that. And the Lord told me to tell you, He set it up, and the glory is gonna fall. The glory is gonna fall. I want you to receive this. Let your glory feel this place. Let your own console hide. Feel this time for annactical. Purify us, Lord. Precious Lord. Lord Saturate our heart. Oh Rain on us Rain on us this morning Lord Breathe on, Breathe, on us Lord. Shower it down Shower it down Shower it down Lord Shower down Not another day eye closed Father I gave them what you gave me now Lord you know the areas where we needed the fire to fall and I thank you Lord for the fire falling I thank you Lord for burning it up in such a way that there is no semblance of whatever was there fixed families fixed hearts, fixed minds, fixed, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for fixing us. Thank you, Lord, for fixing us. Thank you, Lord, for burning it up, burning it up. Thank you for showing me who I am and that I have the ability within me because of your glory that reigns on me to call fire down. Thank you, Lord that I don't even smell the smoke because I know it's gone. I don't even smell the smoke because you burnt it up in such a way that there's no dust particles. Thank you, Lord. Now let your glory fall and touch your people. Touch your people in the name of Jesus.